0: They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us. And I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. Oftentimes we go through life and we're wondering, how come we can't do this? Or what's going on with this? Or why is something preventing me from moving forward? And oftentimes we blame a lot of external sources or reasons. And oftentimes, and I know this personally, oftentimes it's about something that is happening inside of us or something that we need to shift or do to make that happen. And we're going to delve more into that today. I have a very special guest, Royce Morales, who is a transformational facilitator, an author, a blogger, a speaker, a radio host, as well as the founder of Perfect Life Awakening. Perfect Life Awakening is a series of inner awakening classes and private clearing sessions that resolve subconscious disempowering fear-based false inner programming royce has been teaching others her personally developed life-shifting evidence-based information since 1985 and she had founded a spiritual development center in redondo beach california Royce is also the author of three incredible books that talk about her teachings. One is called No, A Spiritual Wake-Up Call. Second is Want, True Love, Past Life, and Other Complications. And the third book, Back, Rebirth After Stroke. Royce's trailblazing inner work has been used by psychologists with their patients, teachers with their students, and also by parents with their children. Welcome, Royce Morales. How are you?
2: you. I am good. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, and I love your energy. (laughs) Thank you. So... Tell, give our audience, our listeners a little bit of background about you, Royce, and how you got into doing all of this.
2: Well, it's kind of a long story, but just to shorten it a bit, I've uh, arrived here with these burning questions, you know, like what happens when we die and what's life all about and all that stuff, and I would drive my poor mom crazy. Because she couldn't answer anything, she was an intellectual type, and I was asking her these spiritual, meaningful questions. And so I just kind of started on my path very early on, and I started doing everything spiritual, personal development that I could find myself, I, so that I could, so that I could find myself. That was a Freudian slip. Anything I could find, and out of that, I, I got very frustrated because people would give me all these you know, techniques and information and it would all sound good. Trying to apply it, I just couldn't do it. And, you know, I would drive home and I'd be yelling at my husband and, you know, nothing would stick. And um, I was taking a spiritual development class, learning how to be a channeler. And one day the teacher couldn't be there. And so she asked if I could cover for her. And I said, okay, sure. And I got there. I had no idea what I was going to do, so I just kind of sort of spontaneously just let everybody share and talk, and we meditated, et cetera. And afterwards, one of the students came up to me and said, Rice, you seem to know a lot of things. Would you consider teaching me? And in my head, I was screaming, are you crazy? I don't know anything. I'm just a seeker just like you. But out of my mouth came, sure, I'd love to. Bring your friends. And she did, and I had ten people, twelve people, show up in my living room, and I just spontaneously started giving information. And um, at one point, one of the students said, "Well, that's that's really nice that you're giving us this information, but how do you get there?" Which is, you know, my exact dilemma in my entire life: how do you get there? And so, out of my mouth, I, I developed spontaneously this inner process that. Helped people get there, and it had almost miraculous results very quickly. And I started expanding on it and fine tuning it and doing it with other people, doing it with myself. And I found that the the work was just amazing. So that's the shortened version. And I've been doing this. I think you said 1985, but it was more like 1977, something like that. So it's been decades, and it it's oh, wow. my passion. Yeah, my passion, I love helping people. I do private work and classes and anything you want from me, I'll do it.
1: (laughs) You know what's important is being able to, because I've taken a lot of stuff too and all different kinds of courses and spiritual workshops and learning and and certifications, but what the, the most interesting and the most powerful is being able to access that information from within yourself. Yeah, and that's sort of what you did, and then being able to bring it forth, bring it outward to share it with others, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's very important. And so, why did you call it what you did? Perfect. What do I call way. it? Yeah, that, well, that the,
2: yeah, for years, for years, everybody would refer to what I did as Royce's classes, and it just. It needed something else and so um, I was in meditation one night and I literally saw a sign like a billboard and the word perfect life awakening just showed up on this billboard and I, I opened my eyes and said, oh my gosh, that's perfect. So that it, that's the name that it was given from then on and uh, you know, I just, I've learned to listen to those things and they, they never steer me wrong. You know, intuition is, it's our power, it's who we are, and unfortunately, most of the time, we just don't listen to it, or we think it's silly, or we get embarrassed, or, you know, we put our logical minds in there and say, oh, no, that doesn't make any sense, and we just bypass it, but I teach people how to really listen to that knowingness. And follow it and be committed to it Because it's not going to lead you astray So that that's how I, am, I got the name
1: <laughs> I, I am totally with you Intuition is And by the way, the messages are everywhere From a billboard mm-hmm. To somebody talking To a sign to, uh, Literally they're everywhere But like you said You really have to be open to them You have to listen to them And also follow them because we can listen and then say, no, nah, I'm not going to believe it or Would it and then don't do anything. So you're so mm-hmm. right. So yeah. you talk about re-empowerment.
2: Can you mm-hmm. share
1: a little bit about what that means to you and, and what you do with that?
2: Well, I find that most of the time we are being controlled by run by our fears, whether we know it or not. I know in my own life Um, when I realized that, I was shocked. I had no idea that my fear was that powerful because I was the kind of person that I could get on the airplane and I could drive the LA freeways and I could talk to strangers. So I didn't think I had any fears. But when I started to delve a little bit deeper, I realized, oh my gosh, I have fear of commitment. I have fear of change. I have fear of death. I have fear of, you know, the list was endless. And those were more subtle, but much more profound than driving L.A. freeways. And so in my work with people, I help them get in touch with not only fear that's running them, or fears, but I help, I help them to discover the real origins of those fears. And the, the origins go deep. Um, we're multifaceted, deep beings who have been here for thousands of years, and I don't know if your listeners believe in past lives, but I do. And we bring a lot of those fears with us. Um, and our our bottom line fear is just fear of our own power for a lot of reasons that I get into in my in my classes. But I help people discover why that is and where that came from. And it's not just theories; it's experiential. It's getting to the source, as I said. And by doing that, you start reclaiming your power, um, one origin at a time. <laughs> and it's exciting to see that happen for people because then they can make choices from their intuition. They don't have to listen to their fears. And they can choose from why they're here. What, what is my purpose here? And I start choosing from that place rather than, well, my parents told me I should be a doctor, so I'm going to be a doctor. You know, it's, it's a whole different ballgame, so to speak, when you're in touch with your power. And when you're truly in touch with your power, when you're truly empowered, you know what to do, you know what to say, and you don't doubt yourself. And you, you can understand people from a whole different level. So that's that's what it's about as far as I'm concerned, empowerment.
1: Well, I think that's great. And I think it's important to, for people, like you say, well, it's just to recognize that we have so much power within us. And, and like you said, we're often afraid to access that, even if that's not the level of, of external awareness that we have. But accessing that power is a beautiful gift, and I think, Mm -hmm. well, I'm with you. I believe in past lives, too, and I've had very close experiences that that Mm -hmm. show that to be true. Some people might disagree, but that's okay. There are lots of different people in the world, but I think it's important to recognize, like you say, that there's so much within us and most of it or a lot of it has been untapped and maybe part of our our search and part of why we're here is to unravel that and access that and like you said come more into our power and our strength our, our own yeah. strength which yeah. is so imp- now I, we were talking earlier um, and and it's one one of your books, and bravo, I love the titles of the book, but one that caught me, I could, my eye because I thought it was about you, but it, it wasn't, Rebirth After Stroke. Can you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: Sure, it's called Back, Rebirth After Stroke. And by the way, all the titles of my books came to me in meditation because titling a book is it's really important, and it was dumping me because I said there's so many things that I said in each book, but so I asked in my meditation, what should I call the book? And that's what came to me. Um, it's basically about my husband, who eight and a half years ago suffered a very surprising, very um, big, shall we say, stroke, an ischemic stroke, and. He, I say surprising because he was athletic and healthy and vegetarian and my business partner, and, you know, it, it was shocking. And the minute he got into the hospital and I realized what was going on, I started to ask myself, you know, why? What is the meaning behind this for me? What is my, my spirit or okay. my higher consciousness? Uh, why is this going on? What do I need to, le- need to learn from this? And I started posting on Facebook. That's when you could still kind of post on Facebook and, you know, it wasn't as kind of creepy as it is now. (laughs) But I started posting. I had a lot of personal friends and um, students, et cetera, that were reading my posts. And I just shared with everybody what was going on. at the end of each post, I would explain the spiritual message that I would get from whatever it was that, that we were both going through. And, after he was in the hospital for almost three months, um, several people said, gosh, Royce, you really should continue these even after you're home, and have you considered turning it into a book? And I said, well, I hadn't really considered doing that, but it sounds like a good idea. So his first year home, every time he would take a nap, I would be working on more posts and turning them into chapters of a book. And it ended up being... A lot of people read it and said that wow, it, it's not just for people that are going through uh, traumatic experiences with a spouse. It could be going through anything traumatic with yourself because it offered hope and enlightenment. Because I, I would share these deep, profound lessons that I was getting, and people would get so much value from that. So it was it was quite an- quite an amazing experience, and I I compare it to um kind of a, a final test, so to speak, you know, when you're in school and you have those finals, it's like, okay, can you really apply your teachings to this situation? <laughs> and I could, and I don't know, I, I don't think I could have gone through it if I didn't have the tools that I teach other people. Because every time something would, would happen with him or we'd have a bad day or something something else traumatic would happen, I would sit down and meditate about it and see what it was really about for me on a spiritual level and it got what me what was through it about
1: the... for him on a spiritual level
2: oh well i don't i don't know that he lost his ability to speak so he's whatever his process is it's going on in silence and i know he's getting a lot from it too but everything i would experience and and learn and understand from it i would share with him and you could see his eyes light up and and he would get it too Oh, now yeah. you say he lost his ability
1: to speak, can he still write or be able to convey information in any way, shape, or form?
2: Um, we're very attuned intuitively, so I can kind of I know what he's trying to say. He's able to get out words if he tries really, really hard. He's in a lot of speech therapy, which helps a lot. He's able to get sentences out occasionally. Um, He's able to write two or three letters from a word if he can't get it across. He's able to describe things if he can't get the word out. It's a very, aphasia is what it's called, and it's a very interesting result from brain injuries and strokes, and people are finally starting to understand it. It's, It's a huge thing. There are millions of people that have this condition, and nobody seems to know very much about it. And Thank you, Bruce Willis, for bringing it out into the public. So, right. yeah, it, it's quite an adventure, that's for sure.
1: One of the other books, no, A Spiritual Wake-Up Call. What was your, or what was one of your, because I think we have several <laughs> wake-up calls, spiritual wake-up calls, Bryce?
2: Yes, we do, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, that book, it's no, K N O W, Spiritual Wake-Up Call. This was a book that, For years, my students kept telling me I needed to write a book, and I really resisted it because I find that reading information is nice. You know, it's nice to have that information, but being in my classes makes it more experiential. You have sharing, you have inner processing that you do, you have um, questions that you can ask me directly, you can express what's going on for you. So it's a very experiential uh, class that I teach, and writing down what I teach in chapters, I kept thinking, Oh no, this is not gonna work and what if people get triggered by it and they don't have anywhere to turn and you know, I had a lot of concerns about that. But I finally it just seemed like okay, I think it was about maybe seven or eight years ago I actually finished it, maybe sooner than that, but um when I put those final words into the the last chapter, I said, "Okay, the time is right. I need to set it I need to send it out into the world in the form of a written book." So that's basically what it is. It goes through some of my teachings, probably um, maybe the first half of the course courses that I do, and it gives people a lot of examples, a lot of stories, so it's not just here's what it is, and this is how it works, it's really getting to a more personal level so people can relate to it. And I'm working on another one, actually. Royce,
1: what was one of your spiritual wake-up calls that you could share with us? Oh, my gosh,
2: every day. Every day. I think probably the biggest one was, um, like I shared, when somebody said to me, would you consider teaching, that, that just opened the floodgates. It really did. And um, trusting my intuition with every word that I say in every class that I teach, with every every person that comes to me, wakes awakens me even more. And even my husband's stroke has been such a huge spiritual wake-up. And I think it's important to understand that spiritual wake-ups don't have to be – they don't have to look a certain way. They don't have to be, wow, I can walk on water now or – wow, I'm suddenly intuitive now. It's, excuse me, a lot of times very subtle. Um, You may not even notice it. At least for me, it was kind of a slow unfolding journey. Um, So, yeah, I think those would be the two that were the biggest for me.
1: Beautiful. And I think you're right. I think oftentimes people... Think oh it's got to be this huge thing that just transforms our life in a second no mm-hmm. there are so many little awakenings and, and and nudgings that we get that are really important and again paying attention to that so how mm-hmm. do people share a little bit from from your perspective how people can tap into their, their intuition. It's so vital, as you and I both agree, and it's accessible to all of us. Absolutely. And as you said earlier, but not too many people attend to that or access to that.
2: Yeah. Well, I have many hours of lectures that I do about tapping into your intuition, but I think it's important to know. I came up with this definition because people always, say, well, what is what is intuition? What do you mean by that? So here's my very simple, <laughs> Royce definition of intuition. It's knowing you know, but not knowing why or how you know. It's that sense that you get. It's it's like a pull, a tug. Um, it is usually not dramatic. It's usually subtle. But depending on what you need, it can be a, a major kick in the butt. But I do find that it's, at least for me, if I don't listen to it, it sticks and it keeps showing up and showing up and showing up. It's like when you know you're supposed to turn left and you don't do it and then you find out there's a traffic jam and it's like, oh darn, I should have listened. But that thought generally sticks until you take action with it. Um it's not from a place of fear. It's from a place of knowing. It's not from I should do this. It's from knowing that this is what I'm supposed to do. What our higher consciousness is trying to get us to choose. We have certain lessons that we're all here to learn. We're here to learn how we really are. We're here to live from a purposeful place. Why we chose to be here. We're here to clean up our past and. Those are the three main reasons that our spirit chose this particular life with this in this particular body and this particular circumstance, and our intuition is trying to lead us to those three reasons for our existence, and so it might tell us to turn left because we're supposed to get into a traffic accident and learn something about what it means to get into a traffic accident, so it's not necessarily going to be you know sweet and light, wonderful, wow, you know, it could be something that's going to wake us up in a bigger way, like my husband's stroke. So that's, um, again, it's it's like you have no choice. It doesn't make sense at all. Eventually, whatever it is that you've done from an intuitive place will make sense. When you look back on it, you know, you'll say, oh, gosh, no wonder I did that or no wonder I you know merit that guy or no wonder i had my purse stolen or whatever it is because it gives you a, a bigger deeper wider more spiritual understanding of things so i that, you know that's like I said, really I, you know. yeah
1: no that's really great that that definition and and you said something that really people need to hear. If you kind of wonder or or try to find out why am I getting, not the why is important, but where did it come from, how did, you know, you're going to get totally involved just in the brain stuff, rather than really paying attention to where we're being led and the power behind it. And you also said something that I think people need to pay attention to. It doesn't always come from these most wonderful experiences. It could come from mm-hmm. loss. It could come from, like you said, what happened with with your husband. It could come from somebody going through something that that was very painful or hurtful or but but through that there could be this incredible knowing awakening that leads you beyond that. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: like you said, Royce, that's how you know Maybe back, maybe going from another point, another venture in the future as to why that happened. And to me, it's so beautiful to be able to, to put that together and so very important for us. Now, you're doing a lot of classes right now. You're doing a lot from your home. Are you doing virtual classes? How is that working?
2: Yep, all remote. <laughs> yeah, who needs to be in person anymore? But, yeah, I'm doing um, classes, uh, various times. Um, if people are interested, let me know, and I'll see if there's a time that works for you. The classes, the the basic informational class, which also includes the inner work that I teach, is 10 weeks long, so it's not a huge commitment. Um, and then I also do private I call them inner journeys with people, utilizing the techniques that I've developed through the years to help you get in touch with origins of what it is that's stopping you, what is preventing you from being empowered and trusting your intuition and feeling deserving. We talk a lot about deservingness and why we just don't feel deserving in life. So, yeah, that's that's what I do. I also think that That's um,
1: really important, like you said, that people don't, feel deserving, and and they can have many reasons, but it's important to to shift that in so many ways. Now, you just went through something recently that to some extent was a little bit life-shattering or life-opening in some ways. I don't know if you're open to sharing that and what that did in terms of awakening you to something new.
2: Yeah, well... I was walking my brand new dog that we had adopted three weeks before, and I live in the mountains, and there's snow here. And I was very, very, very carefully walking her because a lot of the snow had turned into ice. And there was this little tiny two-inch strip of black ice, and black ice just means that the ice is clear and whatever is underneath it was black, and you don't see it. And I slipped and fell and broke on my broke my hip and uh, my dog <laughs> my poor dog was trying to help me and somehow I crawled crawled to my house and called an ambulance and I was in denial even in the ambulance he said oh you broke your hip lady I said no I didn't <laughs> I don't do things like that <laughs> and of course yep broke my hip and um, I'm still working on why that happened and why I would have chosen that experience but Suffice to say, it was a very big one in my life because um, it just—it it shocked me that I would—I've never broken anything, I've never fallen, I've never done anything dramatic to my body like that. So I'm sure it's a, a huge spiritual wake-up call of some kind, and I'll, I'll let you know whatever I figure out from it. But I'm still looking at it. I know the we want to know. <laughs> that we definitely no, want to really, know. No. Are you getting little from,
1: hints, intuitive hints, yeah. as to what, what, you know, little messages from that? Is it about yeah. the denial, Pete? I mean, any any clues?
2: Yeah. Oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. I guess I just haven't hit bottom yet, but I, um, I have remembered through many decades of past life where I had done some pretty horrendous things, and they shall remain nameless, <laughs> but when I first started seeing that life, I was, I, it shocked the hell out of me because I consider myself a a good person and it was like, how could I have done that? That's just so bizarre. And so of course, as I'm lying in the hospital, that lifetime came flashing into my consciousness and I said, okay, this is part of really completing that lifetime. Having this thing happen to me that I did to so many others. So it was a karmic thing of course. And, um, yeah, but I'm still working on it. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that's important in and of itself that you made that connection. You know, I'm working with somebody that she and I were together, and I'm not going to go into details, in, in a past life. That wasn't why we started it, but through working, finding out from looking back in the past, which is kind of fascinating, too, that oftentimes we are brought People connect, reconnecting with people, with even sometimes family from past Mm -hmm. times in the present, and and it's important to understand why. You know, what's what are we supposed like like you looking at the last uh, past life and this one, and this one is is probably to do with some of the healing from what went on before, right?
2: Yes which kind of leads me to mention my other book called want true love, past lives and other complications that goes into all kinds of interesting little stories and experiences. Um, I, I wrote it in a third person <laughs> way because I didn't, I, I, there were people that I I brought into it that I didn't, I wanted to keep anonymous, but it is a story of a spiritual teacher that met her soulmate and went through a, an amazing journey of discovering a past life, several past life connections with this man and what it ultimately end, ended up being. So yeah, if you're interested in reincarnation and how it works and, and soulmates, you know, there's so much talk about twin souls and soulmates lately. And I, I discovered that soulmates are not at all what we think they are. So and I agree. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's important. So, it's interesting that you said other complications you want to share with the why you use that terminology.
2: Well, it was actually um one of the students suggested that as the the tagline, and I said, oh, yeah, that's perfect because there were so many complications. It's not, it's, I find that soulmates are not just you meet this person, the music plays in the background, and you walk arm in arm off into the sunset. It's so much more complicated than that because a soulmate relationship is really about two souls and what they're here to learn from each other and not being together. So there were a lot of complications in that relationship. <laughs> and I won't tell you the ending because it's very, very interesting. But, yeah, yeah. No, please
1: don't. <laughs> we, will, yeah. we want to encourage our listeners to, to buy it and read it and, and learn mm-hmm. from it. So
2: what's next for you, Royce? Well, I'm working on another book, and this one is going to be more of my teachings, and it's also going to have true life um, stories of what people experienced doing this work and what happened from it. It's it's more of a an example of the work. Um, it still won't get into the details about the work, but that's what I'm doing. And I'm looking for a publisher. If anybody out there knows of a good literary agent or a publisher, let me know. And I also have my own TV-slash-radio show on Om Times Media. And I'm open and willing to do more classes and more inner work for people, so reach out to me and let me know if you're interested.
1: Beautiful. So tell our listeners how they could learn more about your classes, get a hold of your books, contact you.
2: Everything is on my website, and it's either com or PerfectLifeAwakening.com. Um, I'm also on all the social media channels, and I, I write a lot. You know, I have uh, articles that I'm doing for Brains Magazine, B-R-A-I-N-Z Magazine. I write for the local paper up here, there's a, a little magazine they have called Healthy Living, and I write for that. Um, so, yeah, you can find me anywhere, perfectlifeawakening.com. So
1: share with our listeners something that they need to know today.
2: Wow. Something you need I know. to know today.
1: <laughs> Never, whatever intuitively pops into your head, that's important. <laughs>
2: What intuitively popped into my head is trust yourself. I live my life on trust and you just never know where it's going to take you or what's going to unfold, um, but it's always quite an adventure to live life from a trusting place rather than strictly relying on logic or listening to your fears. So there you go. There's my, my little uh, sentence for you. And it's perfect because it's so important
1: that we, you know, we can, the, the mind is wonderful, but we can get lost in it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, mm-hmm. and like you say, it's about having that level of trust, which takes us so much further like you. I mean, when you were, I was, I was listening when you were talking about your you and your mom and having all those, spiritual questions Royce and she really didn't have the answers for you and part of that was intuitively for you to find those answers for yourself yeah. and to do yeah. all that speaking and studying and inner work that you've been doing and that you're also teaching other people to do which is mm-hmm. I think one of the main reasons why we're here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's important when you said that You know, my mom gave me that gift, so to speak. She also gave me the gift of skepticism, which I think is a really important quality in doing this work. Because you know, I find so many people just buy into these things that I I look at and go, "Wow, what? (laughs) Didn't you question this at all?" Because my mind works that way. I'm skeptical. I have to see that it works before I believe it. So. Yeah, that's my middle name, skeptic. And some people think, wow, that doesn't really fit with a spiritual teacher. But I think it's a really important quality. Yeah, discernment, I like to call it.
1: I like that too, discernment, because you need that. And especially these days, you need a lot of discernment in this world. (laughs) That's important. (laughs) So, Royce, what would you like to leave our listeners with before we close?
2: Um, well, reach out to me. I would love to start another group and keep on trusting yourself. You're a, an amazing, powerful, intuitive, deserving being.
1: Why do we not know that? Which is true. Mm-hmm. I just posted something today about how amazing, or actually yesterday, about how amazing we are. Why do we not know that? Why do we? don't know the truth of 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 that expansive self that we are
2: and that's exactly what i teach and it all boils down to deservingness there's a part of us that says okay yeah great but i don't deserve that so there's that huge obstacle in the way that gets in the way of everything so yeah i've got to get to the source get to the roots
1: Well, that's wonderful and so very, very important. And, Royce, you are amazing, and you've been through a lot, and you're upbeat and positive and are here to enrich not only other people's lives but you and yourself. And so thank you so much for all that you do and Mm -hmm. for being on the show and for your positivity. Despite the...
2: (laughs) the discernment (laughs) yes yes well it it took me a long time to get to that place so yeah trust the journey
1: and that's important thank you so Mm -hmm. much and let us know when that next book is ready i'd love to read it and have you on again
2: great thank you so much this was really fun appreciate you thank you so much royce
1: you are you are a pleasure and you have and a gift and you have lots of information so thanks for being here today thank you you're welcome so think about everything that royce said because i love i love what she was talking about that oftentimes we don't access that because we don't feel that we deserve. Take a look at where you are today, what you're doing, and are you doubting your abilities? Are you doubting your dreams or your goals? Are you doubting something about yourself? Do you feel that you don't deserve to have beautiful gifts or to move your life forward or to follow your dreams or your heart think about that because it's so very important to come from a place of inner strength and to realize that you really do have more ability and so much more than you realize and when you access that and Royce has talked about that so beautifully and again I encourage you to read her books you can find that you are rich in so many ways and to celebrate that so short version for me if you want to contact me go to docwhite.org think about taking a few steps forward today to empower yourself to power your life Even one or two steps moving yourself forward is better than just being still. And remember, you don't have to stay in fear. You can move beyond fear and be more open to what you're here to do and your inner guidance and to trust it and to trust yourself. Thank you so much for joining us and wishing you a beautiful, empowering, and joyful day.